Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. Here we are. It's Tuesday night. It's 9 p.m. Eastern. Well, it's 9.04 p.m. Eastern. Uh, YouTube was giving me some problems getting this show set up tonight. But here it is. I'm here. Uh, Dave Schofield, editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. It still doesn't feel right saying that, but it is what it is. And of course, with me as always, my big bro. How's it going, Rich? Going just fine. A little toasty out here in the mountains today. A little toasty, huh? It was a little toasty here. It was a little humid. Um, but it's just, yeah, it it's June. Summer is upon us, unfortunately. Um, we need more of that springtime. I, I, I love those temperatures, you know. I, I don't like it when the when when you look down and the temperature and it starts with an eight or higher, you know eight or higher, bro. Um, well, I can deal with that, you know, upper seventy to low eighties. But give me my nights cooled back down into you know the low to mid fifties, and I'd be all right. But let's see. Looking currently outside here, it's still seventy eight. It doesn't sound too bad, but it's still eighty two in my house. I got all the doors and windows open. Oh, uh, you got it. You got to fix that. Um, Logan DeLorenzo says 94 in the Berg today. Yeah, I don't I, doubt they hit that. I think we hit 90 here, pretty close to it. I, I wasn't staring at the thermometer all day, but one time when I looked down where my kids were, were like, can we go outside again? I'm like, it's 92. Let's not. You've been outside twice today already. Now's the time to stay in. We'll go back out again later. So uh, here we are to talk some Steelers. We, we, we've got to throw it out. Already some people in the live chat before we even started the show. We're commenting on the show we were able to bring you to you all last night. We we ran uh, basically a double episode because we still had Brian and Tony doing their show earlier in the evening. Um, I know sometimes they like to go around five five thirty. They didn't get going to about six because of some uh, so um, just issues with people work. I mean that's kind of early anyway um, on the East Coast. Uh, definitely earlier on the West Coast. But then we turned around and we had an exclusive interview with new Pittsburgh Steelers defensive lineman, Chris Wormley. And I know you were in the live chat um, with, with that one. What Do you want to throw out any thoughts about the, the interview that we had last night? Actually, you no. Know, I, I thought Chris was great. I mean, oh, yeah. he and he really did his best to answer the questions you and Michael were throwing at him the best he could. I mean, I know you guys were asking some questions, but, you know, he hasn't even really been to the facility or anything. Nope. But um, it was great. I'm really glad that he's excited to be a Steeler and ready to see what he can do out there on the field for us this year. Yeah, exactly, because he he brings that depth. Now, the one thing that we brought up with him, and I actually – you know, did an article where I where I pulled the quotes from the interview about him being listed as a nose tackle. He's the only player in the Steelers listed as a nose tackle. They don't even have Dan McCullers listed as a nose tackle. But that's just one of those things that they're throwing down. It's kind of like it's kind of like the depth chart at the beginning of training camp. It means nothing, but still. So I thought I'd bring it up to him, and he he said he he made a really good point that hey, if they want me to do that, I hope they let me know soon because I usually try to keep my playing weight at three hundred pounds. I'm going to need a few more pounds for that. Um, but I don't know if that's what the Steelers really want out of their nose tackles anymore. If they want that, 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 that's that why I said 340. I said I'm sending down per Manny's. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, here's the other thing. I'll take care of some weight on him. <laughs> and, and, and I should have asked this question because I said, because I asked him, 
dude, you know, some people, they list the weight, but that's not really what they are. Because in case you don't know, uh, best nose tackle um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers historically, one big snack, Casey Hampton, was listed at 325. I don't know if that was true, but I'm like, if if Casey Hampton was doing what he was doing at 325, then I Chris would probably only need to put on about half the weight that he was saying. You know, if he's even 320, he would be fine. But uh, it, you, but he's also a taller dude. I mean, he's he's six five. Uh, you could just tell. My goodness, just an athlete, and that's yeah. what the Steelers are kind of wanting right now. You know, after the whole uh, Javon Hargrave is that athletic nose tackle it'll be interesting to see some people were upset about it i know i know i know flip was like oh man we really don't have an answer at nose tackle they do i just don't know that steeler fans like the way they're going to answer it it's going to be that it's just going to be an additional defensive tackle that kind of rotates in there it's really looks like what it's probably going to end up being but that's yeah. not what we're here to talk about tonight but we did want to uh, talk about that show um that it's available on YouTube. It's it's on the YouTube channel. For those of you that are here in the live chat or listening to this later, you've probably already seen where it's there. If you haven't caught it, it's there. If you don't want to, if you want to, you'd want to tune in on YouTube in order to see Chris. If you don't want to have to see my ugly face, it is definitely out there um, on the podcast. Who that was an adventure today because we had some problems with our last few shows with the audio, not on our end, but uh, on actually getting him converted to podcasts, but Brian Anthony Davis worked very hard and diligently. I tried to help him out as much as I could. And uh, we figured out a solution and we got him out there for you all. So podcast it's out there, YouTube it's out there. Um, we're going to have some more of the written word about it. Uh, already had one article. I'm sure we'll sprinkle in some more about it. And it was a really good time with, with that. And uh, hopefully we can bring you some more of those kind of shows uh, thrown in there. So, Rich, before we, dive in, before we dive into our topic, uh -oh. there's not a, there hasn't been a ton of news dealing with the Steelers. One thing that was just that just came out last night was them. Well, last night, yesterday evening, I don't know how we, how we say it. That they're going to attempt to hold training camp at Heinz Field. Yeah, I saw that, and not at the UPMC. Rooney Sports Comp. I messed that name up. I can't ever get the words right. Whatever. Um, but the sports complex, the South Side. We'll just say that the South Side facility. Uh, it, it's funny because they would have more fields at 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 the South Side facility. But the problem, it, it seems like the biggest reason they might do that is because of the locker rooms. Because there was a memo that came out from the NFL about they're going to need to do every other locker to have better social distancing. And they've got four locker rooms at Heinz Field, uh, a Steelers locker room, a, a Pitt Panthers locker room, and then two visiting locker rooms. So with 90 guys, that might be their best bet. Any any thoughts on, on you know, being in the city? Well, I mean, I guess they're in the city no matter what, but being, being at the stadium. No, not really. Um, you know, it's different. It's a little unique. I also wouldn't be surprised if what they once they got into camp, if they had certain days where they spit, split certain uh, position groups and sent some to the south side and had some come to Heinz Field as well. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought now. Because the other issue they're going to be running into is part of the reason that they wanted teams to have training camp at their facilities is that they didn't have to worry about, you know, pro proper precautions in two different places. 
So they're still going to have to worry about it in two different places. Those just two places will be much closer to each other, you know, not, not an hour away. Right. So that'll be interesting. I don't know if that means the media will be able to cover it or not. Um, that, that'll be interesting. I know some people are saying, Oh, they got all their seats. Are they going to let some fans come? That's no. not something they're, they definitely be talking about for a while. So we'll see. Um, things are changing every day. Um, when it comes to things that we're finding out about the, the pandemic, some of it's good change. Some of it's, I wish it was better change. And, but it's funny. Cause I keep saying, Oh, when, when training camp rolls around, when training camp rolls around, we're, we're about six or seven weeks away from that. That's what's crazy. It, it seems like it's a long way away, but we're right now with that in the six week dead zone of the NFL season. Um, where there's really not much going on, even even less than, you know, at least before we had OTAs and many. Hey, I want you to know. I just saw there in the live chat. Thaddeus asked the question. You know, kind of brought up the one thing I was thinking about having having things at Heinz, having crane camp at Heinz Field. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, pull it up there if you see it. You yeah, see it? this yeah, one right here. There. That yep, yeah, that one right there. That's the one thing I really worry. I don't worry about the players. I don't worry about the coach. I don't worry anything else. Honestly, I just worry about the field. They will completely resod that field after training camp. I opinion. would imagine they would as well. That's, I mean, they they try to do that um, after you know the high school playoffs were there uh, in years past to where to where they try to resod it for the Steelers, and sometimes it hasn't taken based on the weather and just other conditions. But I, I think they'd be in a prime spot to just say, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna resod the entire field after after training camp, or who right. knows, it, it, it might be okay. Maybe they'll. You know, there's the number of padded practices are cut down significantly. So, you know, also too, you know, if they're if they're doing uh, training camp there at Heinz Field, you know, normally they're out in Latrobe, and they typically break camp. You know, what after the after right the, the second preseason game, preseason game before the third, right? Yeah. So, if they quote unquote break camp does that mean they'll quit then at Heinz Field and go back to the to the south side complex I I don't think that'll be the case because I think the biggest reason they'll be at south or south south side the biggest reason they'll be at Heinz Field is because of the locker room facilities that's what I think with 90 people on the roster that that's just going to be too much to handle and and I, I guess this means that if there's any practices going on with Pitt who also shares the 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 UPMC Sports Complex that Pitt will be there, the Steelers will be at Heinz Field. They can be able to to spread out more. Um, I'm sure we're going to hear more of what the plan is for that in the coming weeks, and they'll probably yeah. break it down for us a little more because I'm sure you know front office is going to be asked a whole lot about that. Yep. Well, right now I know they're saying this is what we're planning to do. This is this is what we're looking into, but we've got to figure out the answers to these questions before we can answer your questions is probably what we're going to hear, which I understand. So, um, and Dennis wants to know, I'll, I'll, I'll just paraphrase for, for (laughs) just because you're not going to just read it straight up. Yeah, no. Uh, he said, how do they go to fit 90 plus players in a locker room? That's what I'm saying. They'll go spread them out over four. They'll probably, they'll probably break them up by positions and maybe even, you know, you know, veterans and, you know, years experience, who knows how they'll do it. I was wondering if even at the South side, if they were going to have problems with um, 
that there might be just certain practices they run just offense or just defense and then joint joint up together just to keep players in and out of the locker room and whatnot. But uh, that it's, it's going to be interesting. It's a lot to figure out, but I'll be honest with you, having to figure things out just in order to make sure that there's football, I'd rather try to figure out stuff in order to have football than it is to be, oh, yeah. ah, it's just too tough. So, so we we'll see. I, you know, like I say, that some people are saying, uh, Ezra just said, familiarity breeds success. Okay. He's like, uh, Ben to Claypool in training camp equals Ben to Claypool in January, you know, on, on the same field, assuming you're hosting a playoff game, meaning you are, you have won the division, which sounds great to me. So, uh, it's very interesting. We, we, uh, I, I told Brian Anthony Davis, I'm like, this is what we're going to talk about tonight. I teased it last night. Um, I'm pretty sure it was after the interview with, with Chris when we were um, finishing some stuff up. It was. That, that uh, oh, thank you for, for remembering. Um, how can I forget, how can to, I, to, how can I forget the jab that Brian Anthony Tiberius Davis took at me at the end of that? Um. <laughs> That's right. Brian Anthony Tiberius. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's 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 interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you really want him to know your middle name? Is that something you you want to have happen either? So, well, he started calling me Davidson since we can't say Jefferson anymore. So, um, we'll always we'll always say Jefferson. And notice how I kind of skirted around. I didn't want to in front of Chris. I didn't want to use the term Wang Harbs that Jeff that Jeff Hartman coined about John John. Yeah, John Harbaugh. I'm gonna say the wrong heart. I get them mixed up. Um, that, uh, which is interesting. And actually, um, here in, here, I'm here in uh, Western central Maryland, uh, not too far from the Pennsylvania line. There was a radio station in Pennsylvania that replayed our interview today on the air that, uh, it, that sometimes, um, interviews Brian Anthony Davis during the season just to get Steelers coverage. And, uh, they, they ran our worldly interview on the air today. So that was interesting. So Brian is the one who 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 decided to make the little spin on the on our title, um, going all ladies lover cool James on us to say, "Don't call it a comeback." So uh, I, I I didn't have the music to play uh, of what to do that we're we're um, we're not going to um, knock each other out because our mama says so. We are going to talk about players that are i know it's bad isn't it it's real bad isn't it <laughs> players that are are comeback players of the year candidates and it's easy because ben roethlisberger for the entire nfl um if you wanted to bet on such a thing has the best odds of yeah. most favorable odds of being comeback player of the year right. so let's talk about guys that aren't ben because everybody knows ben is going to be leading yeah. that well right now. Just to throw a couple things out there, Brian said, you need to, you, he's like, you got to bring up the whole issue that the second highest odds is Gronk, which is ridiculous because he's retired and everything. Comeback player of the year is not necessarily dealing with injury. And so many people think it is. It often is. But last year's comeback player of the year was not coming back from an injury. Do you know who the comeback player of the year was last year? No, which just goes to show really what it means. Unless what it really means. Unless the guy wins the Super Bowl, you know. Yeah. But it but it, it. you know, it's hardware. It it, it recognizes it that is. you had to overcome some stuff. Uh for the last year it was Ryan Tannehill. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I did know that. 
So now, did was he out due to injury the year before? He was not. He was out due to poor performance. He sucked. And, yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. Exactly what said, I said to Brian. I said, yeah, he won it because he sucked the year before and played for a different team. So he switched teams, didn't suck, got comeback player of the year. And it's hard to say if he would have won it from otherwise. But when it comes to this award, pretty much if there's a quarterback available, it goes to the quarterback the majority of the time. So, but let's move on from that and say who else is on the Steelers that could possibly have a chance. And how do we think that this is going to shape up? Do you want to start with one or do you want me to go? You go first. I'll okay. go second. Let's, let's, well, let's, I got to stick, I, I gotta stick to offense. We're going to do the offense first. We already mentioned Ben. Okay. okay. I know. Don't worry about it. Uh, well, okay. you, you made me pick where I wanted to go, and then you said, "Well, that's because you're taking that. you're taking the good answer. We want to save that one." Okay, so some people say, "What about Juju Smith-Schuster? He missed some games last year due to injury. Uh, I had it here exactly how many he how, how many he missed. I was thinking it was was it five or was it four? I, no, I think it was four. I think he missed four games due to injury and, and everything. So." That's just so he missed some, but he also had a real down year production wise compared to what he has. Uh, so it's possible that he could be in the running for coming back from injury and low production. Correct. To back, you, basically, what you do year. with him is you'd look at two years ago, then you look at last year, and then let's say he has a year this year that even outproduces two years ago, then he's def to me definitely then would qualify. Uh, yes, I think he would qualify. But here's why I don't think he gets However, it. they're still not going to give it to him because they give it to Ben because he's throwing in the ball the whole time. That's exactly <laughs> what I was getting ready to say, is that in order for Juju to win comeback player of the year, he has to have a monster year. And the best way for him to have a monster year is for um, one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger to, to be throwing him the ball all season. And if that's the case, then who's going to be the more likely candidate to, to get the award? It's then going to be Big Ben. Yeah. So Juju would be eligible, but the likelihood is not as much. Do you have any other offensive players? I can think of two more. Oh, you could Connor. James because, Connor. Because his year had fallen off so much due to injury and just poor performance that that from the year before, that he would be the same. He, he could qualify kind of on those same grounds that Juju would. And the good thing for Connor is his, his running numbers going up has nothing to do with directly has anything to do with Ben giving him the ball. That's an interesting point because I think Connor's running numbers going up does have a lot to do Indirectly, with indirectly, it doesn't ben have Roethlis. it. Doesn't have it to do with Ben Roethlisberger's stats. Meaning, Connor going crazy running the ball is probably going to be from Ben Roethlis, the threat of Ben Roethlisberger, even if Ben is not producing the big numbers. Right now, what would it take for James Connor versus Ben Roethlisberger to win Comeback Player of the Year? What's the scenario where that would play out? Um, ben assuming throwing, they're both healthy all season, correct. You know? I would say, I would say, Ben throwing for 
under 4,000 yards and Connor running for 1,800 yards. Okay, so, yeah, some, something like that. Or, I yeah. mean, what what if Ben really has, like, like numbers even similar to his rookie year where, you know, he played fantastic, won a ton of games, but wasn't asked to, you know, put the team on his elbow and fling the rock up and down the field. You know, that's a scenario that you're that that you could say, well, maybe you know, it's Connor. I mean, if Connor, yeah, over eighteen hundred yards or something like that versus Ben right. being around three thousand, you could say, if you look at the Steelers and you're like, what's get what's winning the Steelers these games is their running game. Right now, we'll get to another reason why that'll be difficult whenever we switch to the other side of the ball. But here's my thing. I don't think he can win it over Ben, no matter what he does. Well, we're not going to pick any, but we're not going to pick anybody out here tonight. Yeah. Oh no! I mean, they have to play this season. I'm just saying, is it even? You know, what's the path? And I'm here. Listen to me. This is what I was going to say. Where I say I don't think that he could, and that is because of this. If in order for him to win comeback player of the year. He's going to have to be like Derrick Henry. He's yeah. going to have to be that kind of player that means that much to that offense to meet to win it over Ben. And the reason I don't think that's possible now, granted, he wasn't eligible for comeback player of the year. Who won come, comeback player of the year last year? Derrick Henry's quarterback, right? <laughs> Meaning that the quarterback coming back and getting those wins, even though that team was so, I mean, it's not that, that Tannehill didn't play well, but I mean, the focus of that offense was the run game. And, and yet that was still the court, the quarterback. That's, that's my point is that I, I think it's gonna be there. I have one more personal offense, which leaves you the defensive person. You okay, ready? Yep. Eric Ebron. People yeah. forget about that because he wasn't a he wasn't right. Steelers last year. Because the switch switching teams and yeah. having a great big season could missed what was it? He missed five games. I, I, I think he missed somewhere. five last year. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he played through their eleventh game and then was out. If I have that right, um, yes, he played into their eleventh game and then missed their last five. Right. So he he missed time due to injury. And he's in a new city, so it could be Ebron. For him, he has to put, but again, you have to put up some big yards and big numbers, mm -hmm. but then still he's competing for it with one Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger's got, being the quarterback, he's got the inside track. You know, any other year, yeah, offensively, any yeah. other year you, you say this and you're like, and you're like, oh, yeah, if Ebron just comes in and tears up, he could be comeback player of the year. Oh, wait, the quarterback throwing in the ball missed all, missed all but right. a game and a half of last year, too. So instantly that's where it goes. So those are four guys. Whether They, they don't have to win NFL comeback player of the year. But we as Steeler fans are going to be looking for them to have a comeback year based on the things mm -hmm. that went on we so, i just want to have some guys in the discussion because if you have some guys in the discussion chances are our team's doing pretty well absolutely that's why we want to talk about this i want wouldn't it be great if it's you know several members of the steelers all fighting for comeback player of the year for the right. nfl that means the steelers are tearing up none of this means anything if the team doesn't win if they don't get to i mean 
it's got to be at least, you know, nine, but hope, you know, I would say safer 10 wins. It's not going to matter because it's not going to be enough of a comeback. So um, Thaddeus brought up a good point before we go to defense. He says, Chris Boswell should have got it last year. You know what? He could have been in consideration for that last year. I mean, he, he didn't miss due to injury until the last week of the season. But they didn't give it to someone who lost due to injury. So, and he I'm, was that poor the year before. And yes, he was. So, hmm. yeah. So that that's in. But I don't know. I'd have to look back at it. I've looked over this before. I am extremely confident that it has never gone to a kicker or special teams player before. So, that's interesting. But that you know, I never thought of that because. It was what it was. And the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. But, you know, last year, Boswell, I've thrown this out. I've written articles on it after, you know, after the season was over. He was the only kicker last year to hit every extra point and be over 90% on his field goals. And I th- he's only – he's one of five players to do that since they moved the extra point back to the 15-yard line where the snap comes from there. So – that's how great a season he had last year um, in in a not so bright spot for the offense year. So, I'm, but the defense had a bright spot last year. Well, you're being nice, call it not so bright spot. Yeah, let's just you know we need let's some more positive. We need more positivity in the world. Let's call it what it was. It was a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was interesting trying to, to to come up with a good title to Cliff Harris' Stillapunk's article today, which was saying, yes, it was a disastrous offense last year, but there's at least two things they could take from last year's offense and they could use effectively uh, this season. And that was a great article. If you haven't checked it out, behindthesteelcurtain.com, it's there. Go in and, and check that out. But Rich, yep. defense. Just one guy. One guy. Just one guy. But it's and a pretty big guy. Big guy. Yeah. And that would be Mr. Tewitt. That would All be right? Mr. Tewitt. If Mr. Because I look at this scenario. Say Mr. Tewitt comes back and somehow would like lead the league in sacks. How would you not give it to that guy then? Yeah. You know. Um, I don't know that he's likely to do that. that he could lead in the league in sacks. Eh, probably not. But let's suppose he did because he can get after it. We know he can get after it. And maybe because of what else the Steelers have up front, he's not seeing the double teams and he puts up a monster year. Mm-hmm. You'd have to put an argument for the guy. Let's let's just say this. Here's a here's a what if scenario. Going into their sixth game of the season, who was more likely to be first team all pro? Cam Hayward or Stefan Tuitt? Last year was Stefan Tuitt. Yeah, Stefan Tuitt had, had better, better numbers. Better numbers the while first he and Cam were both on the field. Games, yes, he did. And, you know, part of that was the Cam factor as well, but, and just the way that they were doing things. But, I mean, man, did Cam just, it's like he decided, oh, I don't got the other guy. I know these other guys are good too, but I am just going to put it on my shoulders and go. And boy, did he go. Um, you know, I'm, Cam just, you Cam, guys know I love Cam Hayward. He's, Cam just he's kicked it into player. a whole other gear that I'm not sure I knew 
I mean, I knew he had, but I didn't know if he could hit it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, but he got in that gear, and then it was just, oh my gosh. Yeah. The, the biggest thing with Tuit is he, he hasn't played a full season because he's always got dinged up in some way. Maybe having that long of a rest to take over for the surgery for the, for the peck, maybe that'll get him ready to go, or maybe it won't. Who knows? Right. But if he comes out and he can play in 15 or 16 games, basically at the level he was last year, the first five games, but carry that for a whole season, he's going to be most likely a pro bowler. Possibly. I mean, if he plays that, just imagine if Cam still puts up the year he did and to it was there putting up the numbers he did, who gets the all pro. I mean, it's it's the three of them because it would it's Aaron it was Aaron Donald, Cam Hayward, and then it would have been and to it because Donald and Hayward got all the awards. They were the two defensive right. linemen that got everything. The only thing that could have maybe worked to his advantage is to it's also listed as a D end, and maybe they would have put it more like. But then that then he's going up against TJ. My I mean, my goodness. So. It's one of those tricky things that I don't know how it would have played out with those kind of awards. But if he has that kind of season where he's in consideration for those kind of awards, let's say Ben comes back and has a good year and the Steelers win a lot. But if the Steelers are known that it was their defense that was winning in the games and Tuart is a major part of that defense, he's he would have a chance to get it. Right. Don't you think? Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, and I knew we were going with this tonight. He, yeah. Defensively, the- I was like, really? Yeah, you could maybe come up with some other guys that are stretches, but he's really the only realistic person on defense to put out there. Yeah, because here's one I'm going to throw out there. It's Steeler Fan 74. He says, on defense, you could consider Edmonds if he has more splash splash. Eh, I, I say it. I can't say it. Splash plays. Splash plays. So, okay. Yeah, like, you're, you're saying, uh, I'm guessing we're going along the lines of what, what if suddenly Edmonds, you know, um, has a bunch of tackles, may, you know, and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, six, seven picks. Yeah. Um, maybe returns one or two for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steeler fan maybe. 74. Maybe. Love you. Great contributor. Now I'm going to tell you why that's not going to happen. Okay. Here's why it's not going to happen. It's the Steelers fans that are down on Edmonds. Everyone else looks at him as a guy that started with Minka Fitzpatrick 16 games last year. Yeah. So they're not going to look at him as being a down and then all of a sudden come on like it's a like it's a big comeback. He's he would not doesn't matter what he would do, they're not going to say comeback player of the year. There's just you'd have to have someone who has production, then you know, doesn't have production. That's why it was even still shaky with Tannehill. Has had he ever really? I mean, that was just was that a comeback or was that a breakout? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I, a comeback is supposed to be saying. you're at a high level, you go through something for a year for one reason or another, and you come back at a high level. I don't know that Tannehill really ever fit that, but that's what it's supposed to be. I, I don't know that he was ever on the high level before, and you could argue that it, the level wasn't all that high last year. Yeah, that's why when you think about I never thought about Boswell. That's not – remember, it's a kicker. They're not going to give it to a kicker. It's just the way the, the NFL would be. But it, Pro Bowl year, struggle with injury, almost lost his job, yep. comes right back and was in, you know, in discussion to having another Pro Bowl year. The only problem was he was in, you know, 
Justin Tucker had a great year as well. So that's the kind of thing you look for when it comes to that award. I don't care about that award. Well, it's not that I don't care. That award doesn't mean the mean that much, like we were saying. It means that the Steelers are having a good year. That's what it means. So if if you're a high a high profile player that had a rough year and then had a great year, and your whole team has a great year, and you're in discussion for that, that's good news for the Steelers. Right? Right. That's so, what we want. Love to get a guy or two into this discussion because it means we're having success. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It means it means it means we as fans are happy because the Steelers uh, hey, are winning uh, are winning ball games. John Trent got apparently did a little look up for you there. Okay. With um ah, I clicked on the wrong yeah, one. It, no, it's just it, it, it skipped the dentist, the jungle gym. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I assume that means he was a kicker. Uh, the next comment he said, kicker. He was yeah. a kicker. Uh, yeah, I I looked at all these and I and I went back and and searched for a while. Um, but and here's the thing with come come. Why do I keep putting the two words together? Because you come, try to talk too fast. Just slow down. <laughs> Comeback player of the year has only been awarded every year for like the last twenty years or so. That was an award that they would give occasionally, but they didn't do it every year. Um, and they went long gaps. I don't know that they gave it at all in the eighties. I'd have to go back and double check, but uh, that's what I was. I was mainly thinking of the, of the players then. But John Trent, thank you. That's good to know that they did actually give it. You know, I'll be honest with you. It might in nineteen sixty three, um, the the points scored by the league was lower. So therefore, you know, high points for a kicker might've actually been good, but that's, that's good to know. That's kind of like, um, has a kicker ever won an NFL MVP? Oh, are you yeah. asking me if I know that? Why would I know yeah. if a kicker ever won MVP? I, I know this. He won MVP last year. How would I know <laughs> if a kicker won MVP? Lamar Jackson won MVP last year. Um, it was it was a three-way tie for MVP. Um, um, was it 83, something like that? Um, and it was the kicker for the Washington Redskins, Mark Mosley, the last straight-on kicker that they've had you know, in, in the NFL of any significance. You know, that wasn't a soccer style kicker. I've actually met him before. That's why how I know that one. So <laughs> I should have saved that for trivia on Thursday. See where you got your form for your kicking. Yeah. Yeah. Um there. So so there we go. Here's what's nice. We were only gonna do one show tonight because with our with our technical difficulties, making sure we can get these as podcasts, that's one excuse. Two. I'm the editor. I'm still trying to get used to that. That's the excuse. And three, I had podcast last night with the Chris Wormley. I have tonight with you. I am going to be on with Lance Williams tomorrow night on the standard is the standard, the flagship podcast. I'll be, I'll be filling in there as we do some rotation with that show to, to start until we get settled in. And then I'm back on Thursday for the preview. So I got four straight nights of podcast. So we're going to go with the one show for one more week. But what's great is, unless you have something else you want to say about comeback players for the Steelers, we could go, we could get ready to turn it over to the live chat. Yeah. What do you uh, think? No, I mean, we we really hit the four guys, I think, that were worth hitting. Yes. Um, for that. I of mean, course, other than Ben. Right. You know, 
I mean, really, if you wanted to just break it down into like where it's going, yeah, what would happen? Really, it's bad. But there are other guys that you could see if, yeah. I mean, let, let's think about those other four guys, really, where their chance would be. What, what happened if, you know, Ben, oh. Don't say oh, it. I know mind. what you mean. Let's I know what you to, mean. Let's go to the live chat. Yep. <laughs> that's that's because that's not chat. what we want to have happen. Okay. No, just, so here we go. Mind. We are going to, to turn it over chat. to questions. I now posed it in there. I will be looking at, at the live chat here at the next um as far as we can you may use the super chat feature if you wish type in your comment hit the dollar sign donate any amount you want to the show do not feel that you need to use it i will do my best but you guys hear me talking tonight we might the problem is the questions get to be so good we have to answer them thoroughly so it is what it is first question up there you should be able to answer really quick you know mine Cam Hayward. Yeah, I was gonna say I knew you were gonna say Cam Hayward. <laughs> I know who wouldn't want Big Ben, of course, but I mean, personally, I mean, I would want nothing more than to hold this mask up to the Star Wars fan, Cam Hayward, and say, Tell me what you think about when you see this, someone wearing this with your color rush jersey. But uh I just what. love that you, you know, hit Chris Wormley with the Star Wars thing last night, wanted to make a big deal out of it, and he was just like <laughs> Oh, no, he thought the helmet was cool. He's just not a Star Wars fan. So, I mean, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, the helmet's cool. What, you think he was going to be on the interview and tell you, you're like, dude, that helmet sucks. <laughs> what did you think uh, he was going to say? Yeah. So. You haven't answered the question. Who would you like to see on for an interview next? Or even have on our show? Or who would I like to interview? Yeah. Uh, I really would probably like to interview Juju. Oh, that would, of course. I just, think, I just think he's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so I think it would be a fun interview. Well, because honestly, the, the next one for me that would be a fun interview, Zach Banner would be a fun interview. Yeah, that would be a fun one too. Um, so um, Brian Anthony Davis is all over. He wants Ryan Switzer so bad. Oh <laughs> he's like, he's like, if we get Ryan Switzer, I'm getting to do that interview. I'm like, okay, Brian, you can't. Right. So that was a good question. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much. Um, Ryan O'Toole. Is doing something, and who knows if flips. I think flip might be in the live chat. Um, might have already posted a thing down there. He says, Curious how you think uh, the team will handle Ben's gigantic cap hit next season because flip has another article coming out tomorrow about a lot of teams are going to have to struggle with if you know salary caps based on revenue. Revenue is a lot of different things, some of which is ticket sales. If stadiums are empty or only partial capacity, lower revenue, everyone takes a hit, cap goes down next year instead of up. That's a problem that the Steelers have to think about right now because they they pushed everything off the next year. They don't, you know, Flip even brought it up. The only person next year that you could even try to restructure to save save money right now is is Stefan Tuitt because they they don't have anyone really going beyond next year. Next year's the last year for so many people. And Ben's 41, 41 to 41 and a half million dollar cap hit. I, I know there was reports out there about signing him to a short extension. I don't think there was really any truth to that. I know it's just more of a theory, you know, in order to spread that money out. Um, that is the million, sorry, that is the 41 million dollar question. Um, what do you think, Rich? Rich? 
it's there. I, I don't know how you're going to handle it. Yeah. How do you think teams going? I don't know. I, I didn't know how they were going to handle everything nope. this year if there was no new CBA. Luckily, right. they got one. They would have had to handle it somehow. They're going to have to handle that somehow, depending on what happens. So, um, the, they they get paid the big bucks to have to do that. That's uh, right. Kevin Colbert and Omar Khan. So we'll see what they do. Lance has a good question here. If it comes uh, up right, no, come on. What? It, if we get the year we want the Steelers to have, the MVP is simple. Yeah. It's Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Now, if we True, don't but Ben doesn't always audition for, for it, it, then it's somebody else. Yeah. So. You know, I'm going to just to just to go just to go against you, I would say if it's the season that it's that's Ben, Ben's only been team MVP once, I think. But uh, I'm going to go. Let's go Minka. Let's see Minka can can make some big splash plays and put his name in there too. Because you know, you know, TJ Watts kind of a, you know obvious as well. Cam, I should go with my Cam answer for everybody. Um, that's a you know what? That's a great question for mid season. Ask that after eight games and see oh, how it changes the last games. Game. I, 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 Every quarter. I will say you could go four or five games in and bring that question up, and then you're really into some discussion. Yeah. So, Lance, hold that. That would be a great topic, you know. Bye week. I have a few games in. <laughs> so. Bye week, yeah. Um, Thaddeus wants to know what receiver to predict to lead the team in yards. Yards. Yards, right, because the next question goes a different route. Um, yards, um, I'm figuring if we have a healthy Ben, there's a good chance it's Juju. I'll go. I'll 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 say okay. I'm wearing the hat tonight anyway. I'll go with Juju for yards and Johnson for touchdowns. Um and go to the next question. Washington. Okay, and Washington yards per catch. Okay. Okay, I didn't even read it yet, so I'm going to trust you. From Steeler Fan seventy four. Hopefully, you're um, still getting good health reports. We um, uh, let us know how you're doing. Dave, which receiver, including tight ends, will have the most touchdown receptions? Well, I guess. So what's yours? I said mine. I I think Ebron has a chance to fight for that a little bit. Mm, yeah. Now, I notice. Really, I could really see him being a, a red zone target that Ben might really like. Yeah. I mean, notice we're not really saying Claypool for any of these. That's because you know how the Steelers are with rookies. If... Deontay Johnson does not have the year he has last year. If if Dante Stonehands Moncrief doesn't come out and flop the way that he does, Wait the a Steelers minute. were banking on him. Dante Moncrief was of the Steelers. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was technically on the payroll for a while, um, but his struggles is what made you know basically. Who's to say Johnson wouldn't have just grabbed that role anyway, but it gave him an easier opportunity and it made it easier for the Steelers to, you know, have him inactive and ultimately let him go and, and, and get, uh, why did I was and get Alex Highsmith in the process. Just think if the Steelers had to hold on to Moncrief, no Alex Highsmith, they wouldn't have had that third round pick. So Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. 
Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Skip down two to your next question. Uh, who, to Mark? Mark? Yep. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm skipping. I, I can't. I couldn't see it. I got okay. Here we go. Um, what week will Ben and the offense be at the top of their game? Five. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me I think, think by week five, all the kinks are worked out and they're rolling. Twenty-one. Yeah, for their game. No, because honestly, that's where you want at it to. the top of their game. I think they're just going to keep getting better. Yeah, keep see, better. I, keep going. I, but I, I know what. But I now I'm going to get back to the heart of Mark's question. This yeah. was just me giving a fun answer, which is when are we, they going to get back to the game that that we expect to top tier. Not you know what I'm saying. Really, when does it look like they've they've ironed out s- mm-hmm. some of the bumps and are really back to, for lack of a better term, you know, um, dictating, controlling, controlling the game and really looking like they're having a good time doing it. Yeah. Let's and, go. And I think it's, yeah, I, I'm and I'm thinking about five weeks in. I would, um, I'm, I'm going to say six. You okay. know, but here's the thing: that's what we're going to see and what we're going to be used to as fans. But with everything going on and the lack of OTAs and things like that, I think you're going to see that from a lot of teams. Right. So I don't think the Steelers are going to be alone. And what's great is what takes longer to get rolling? Offense. What is the strength of the Steelers team? You have to say, based on last year, defense. So hopefully strong defense right off the right right out of the gate against struggling offenses that's just going to give defense more confidence and the Steelers offense if they're struggling can build up to that point but i i, I it's a constantly growing but i knew what mark meant when are they going to get to that level if you're like that's the offense now they're clicking on all cylinders yeah, yeah i think i think 5 or 6 is a good one for that one um week 9 it it could maybe take that long i'm i'm optimistic hoping if that if it takes that long i'm i'm worried okay yeah, um, I got I got to bring this one up. I, I knew you would. It was the next one, Aaron. I go ahead. It's the, it's the mask. Where did I get it? He it's made simple. it. I made it. I mean, I didn't make it from. I didn't forge the plastic myself. <laughs> forge plastic. Forged I'm sorry. Plastic. <laughs> no, it was a. It. I. I took a Kylo Ren mask and I painted it myself. And I got. Do you want to believe it? This is actually an official stripe, like the same ones that they put on the Steelers helmets. And then I got um, the, the legit decal sticker and made it myself. I had to paint that four times in order for it to to actually look right. So it, it took, it took some time. It was a labor of love. Okay. Um, John, good question. This this one for me, this firm for me is a tough call. I don't know if the Steelers make any trade at the deadline. Um, for me, it's going to be a couple games in before we'll know if, if or what we're really missing. Here we are. Deadline? No. Within the first week of cutting down to 53? 
I could all but guarantee it. Yeah. There, you know, you know, one week from that, from that, I I should know that date. It's September. Let's see. Do do do. I think it's the fifth. I think it's September fifth. Um, which is our sister's birthday, by the way. Um, that I th- I think that's cut down day. Either we're either a week leading up to it or a week after that. I would I would almost guarantee the Steelers are going to have a trade of some sort. They are going to find out a, someone who's valuable that's going to be buried so so deep on the depth chart that they're going to have to cut them. So they're going to try to trade them away, kind of like they did last year with Gerald Hawkins, or they're going to realize that they have. A, a need somewhere else with depth, you know, at middle mm-hmm. linebacker safety after, you know, you know, as they get into training camp, if they don't make a trade, I can all but guarantee they're going to pick up somebody who was cut by someone else. Um, I, I just have the feeling that something with the roster is going, going to change in that regard. But uh, honestly, I mean, if the Steelers end up having so many, I, I don't know. I don't want to get rid of anybody. Let, let's say they have so many wide receivers that they think they could get something for Ryan Switzer, you know, then maybe they do. But I, I just made that up just to upset Brian Anthony Davis. That's why I threw, threw Switzer out there. Um, so, so there we go. Uh, Nathaniel says we should interview Shazier. I saw that a little bit. Ago and I was like, you know what? That would, that would, that be, would be great. I mean, we even have some, some right now we have some potential with some former Steelers that we might be able to that, that we're in the works with 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 trying to set stuff up. Shazier is funny because I don't call him a former Steeler. He is still a part of this team, even though he's on the retired list now. Um, that's just to say, hey, if he m- makes it back to football, he's coming back to the Steelers. Um, I still feel like he's a big part of this team. I don't know if he how they're going to keep him around with the team. So I wouldn't call him a former player at this point, but um, that would be very interesting. Okay. Um, and then Lance says he's no came since he was a little kid, used to hang out with his pops. So, but then again, Lance knows everyone, you know, because as we as we all know, the ongoing joke is Lance killed Tupac. So, because um, they had beef. Um, Man, I wish I could remember what date that show was that you could hear that story. Um, that is said that Switzer would have to ask Big Ben for permission first. Oh goodness. Um, okay, get back. So to then some here questions. Here was the question where Jason said. Oh, but later he said, "Oh, never." Later he said, "Oh, never mind." So he said, "Oh, never mind," because I think he asked that. That's yeah. what I was going to bring up. Say, if you didn't catch it before, we did talk about that. It's supposed to. That's the key. It it was supposed to go way up because there was a it was going to be kicking in with the with the new TV contracts, which could then up even up the percentage that players would be getting of the revenue from 48 to 48 and a half. But if the overall revenue's down, that would be the problem. It's always based on per, on revenue. Yep. So Mark. Did it come up? Yep. Should you should go back to the slot? Um I don't know that you're going to see Juju exclusively in the, in the slot, but I would say with someone like Claypool there, he's going to have the opportunity in some sets mm-hmm. to go back to slot receiver. Yeah. I think the I think the Steelers would be wise to work him out of the slot even more. I think he's going to be more successful there. And if you have if you have the Chase Claypool, if you have um why well, can't uh 
James Washington. And then you also have Deontay Johnson, all those right. guys that are guys that can play on the outside. And even though Deontay Johnson and people, when he was drafted last year about, Oh, another slot receiver, he's not necessarily a slot receiver. And if you saw, if you read um, Kevin's article today uh, about things that the Steelers should, should keep, one of the two things was how they use Deontay Johnson. And he had some great breakdown there. And someone said in the comments, which was so true, they're like, wow, if I didn't know any better, I would have thought that that wasn't film of Deontay Johnson that you were showing. It was film of of the artist formerly known as Mr. Third and Fifth, um, the way he was running stuff out there. So both of those guys, I think they could utilize to just get good matchups in either outside or inside. Right. So, and, and that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm looking at, at what we have for players, including our tight ends in this. We're going to be able to run so many different formations to put guys in so many different positions that hopefully defenses aren't going to be able to key in on guys. And we're going to get some guys with some great matchups. And, you know, with a quarterback like Ben, he's going to be able to take advantage of those things. And hopefully we're going to make put up a lot more points this year. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah, let's let's uh we'll, we'll hit a f- just a few more questions. We're getting toward towards the end of everything here. Uh if this comes up from Ezra, he said, "What young player are you willing to get his jersey?" You know, Ben had a Jarvis Jones one. Um he cuz which he wore last night to have the 95. Said it felt bad for him. Um he would be Minka and TJ as automatics. If you if you were to get a jersey right now of a young player, Devin Bush. Yeah. Oh, good choice. Good choice. I would probably, I, I went to get a TJ Watt. I, I said, I asked Brian to get me a TJ Watt. Couldn't get it big enough for me. I passed what? it to you who I think passed it to your wife. That yeah. was the, um, the, the alternate, the, the, the yellow Jersey, just cause I yeah. thought they were, they yeah. were neat. Renee has you know, it. I could go with Watt. Yep. Yeah. Um, Minka is a great choice. Bush. Yeah. You know, um, I'm Jefferson Harbaugh talk about he had Ken Bell. Someone that has started to prove themselves to the point that I think they're going to be around for a while. Yeah, which Absolutely. goes on, to the, which goes to the next question. Yep, <laughs> which is what I was going to bring up from awesome right. stuff. So How many jerseys do you have, Rich? I own two. I'm currently wearing one that I got a long, long time ago mm-hmm. for one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, and my other one has also been in my possession for quite a while, thanks to you, is the Marquise Pouncey jersey. That is correct. You are I'm looking to I am looking to add another jersey, but I am still up in the air as to what that jersey would be. Right now, like I said, I would maybe lean towards a Devin Bush jersey, but I'm not a hundred percent on that yet. Because yeah, I do not want to get caught in the position like Brian Anthony Tiberius Davis <laughs> and and end up with a jersey of someone that really kind of sucked well brian has 47 jerseys so if if one of them's a throwaway he just doesn't care you know i know you were asked the question uh i'll go ahead and give my answer as well because i keep my my jerseys um a little a little tight which is funny because the whole reason you have a pouncy jersey is because my jersey was a little tight and you were skinnier than me so i I, I had get, been given some gift cards and said, you know what? I want a pouncy jersey that fits me. And I passed on the one that was a little bit tighter and replenished it. I've got pouncy. I've got Roethlisberger. I've got Cam Hayward. 
I've uh, of the color rush. I've got the Bumblebee, Mr. Third and Fifth, which I wore on one last podcast before retiring that one. I have two other jerseys that are kind of snug on me, so I, I don't wear them often, but they're also players that they don't have anymore. That would be Troy Palomalu in white. That's the only white jersey I have, and I get I get stains all over white jerseys. That's why I don't do it. And I have a Heinz Ward. So... The only one I really wish I would have got, but it just never worked out, was I always wanted a Palomalu jersey. Yeah, because well, that's you know what, what? I should pass. Me. I should pass mine on to you. It's too snug yeah. for me, but <laughs> you know, because that's that's one. You know, the, I like having those jerseys. The guys that when they're gone, you can still wear their jerseys to games because Absolutely. they were just that good. Um, and that's you know, Palomalu, Heinz Ward. Yeah, you know, guys like that. Yeah, you can do that. So I'm always, yeah, here's the kind of folks I'm looking for, which I'm is why TJ one has to be very much high up there because chances are, you know, we're not letting him get away and he's going to be a stealer for a while. Yeah, that's what you know you've picked a good jersey that when the player is done, you still can wear it. And I did always wear, be able to wear it to the stadium. Exactly. You'll always be able to wear Roethlisberger jersey. End of story. We know this. Uh, I'm surprised he still has decent jersey sales because so many people that would ever get a jersey probably already has one, you know? So that's the thing. Juju was a real popular one. Unfortunately, we don't know if we're going to have Juju after this season. That's the problem. So you got to look for someone that's going to be around. I'm going to ask you about some Steelers that have, that right, have gone I, I gotta, on. Hold on. I, I have to give a quick chuckle here, okay? I won't make yeah, it a full-out laugh. Not mm-hmm. a full-out laugh, just a chuckle. Because Ariel seventy five said that that they have a Mike Tom Zach jersey, and then said, "Please don't laugh. <laughs> Please don't laugh. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, um, you know what I want to see. I want to see. I, I know I saw it on the street one time. Someone mm-hmm. with not was it just a Mike Tom Zach jersey? It was obviously they got it at the discount store because it wasn't spelled correctly. So." I've actually seen the error Mike Tom's Tom's act jersey. Um, that was a while ago. Anthony Davis mentions that he has a Duck Hodges. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting one. But my question is this: Steelers that have gone on already, would it be acceptable to wear their their jersey to the stadium? This is my last question to you before we call it. Okay. Because I'm going to name a player. Brett Kiesel. Is that a jersey? that fans can still wear to the stadium in 2020 because of his time in Pittsburgh. Yes. I agree. I agree. And it's not only because of Brett Kiesel, you know, it's Brett Kiesel, the player, the person, the personality, you know, it was fear of the beard, you know, it was. (laughs) Yeah. And he's, and he is still contributing to the Pittsburgh community. He, he did do, they say it was the final sheer to beard this year. Um, that he that he's still, you know, pouring back into Pittsburgh. So you know he's the he's the epitome of a Pittsburgh Steelers player. Yep. So with that said, we, we've got to we've got to uh, wrap it up here um, to keep it under our our hour, so Brian doesn't um, curse me out later. So remember, whole family podcast coming. I'm coming tomorrow night with with Lance on Standard of the Standard. I'll be back with Brian and Michael Thursday for the preview. Friday's Lance's. Yeah, I said it. Tony's. Uh, Steelers brunch with Tony around noontime on Saturday. 
uh, Homer and Hater with Brian and Lance on Sunday, and then Tony and Brian back again on Monday. Check us out on Twitter to where we're giving you um, the times that we're going. And if we have any special shows, we'll announce them there. Anything you got to say real quick, Rich? No, just thanks again for bringing it in the live chat like you guys always do. Really appreciate that. Yes, you do. And as we always say, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Thanks for geeking out with us.